Your Bible is a very interesting book. You should read it. Amen? Now, here's what you need to learn about worship. Anything you wanted to ask God, that was the time to do it. I'm going to try again. Anything you wanted to ask God for, remind him about. Do you know that God says, remind me of the words I've said to you? Amen? He means bring them up to it. Bring, bring what he promised up to you. Now, I've said three things already that Miss Michelle brought up in her worship. Did you catch it? I said, did you catch it? So those are the times to ask God for things because those are the times, according to his word, that he draws close to you. Your Bible says that God inhabits. It's, it's, kind, of a, it's kind of a crude translation. It, it actually means God sits down in the midst of his people. In other words, he sits down and then is covered, covered by our worship. And as it were, there is a cocoon that is created all around us and above us and beneath us and beside us in every direction. Even as the universe right now is expanding in every direction, in every dimension, God comes to minister in every dimension of your life. The reason it seems that your prayers go unanswered, as opposed to those times when it seems like you could almost fall down and get your prayers answered. There's one difference. At one time you are praying, at the other time you are praying in presence. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna gaze at the crowd. Just because you're rattling off words doesn't mean you're praying. <laughs> you know, I can I can be in Oklahoma and and talking somewhere there and none of you be benefited. So, so unless the presence of God draws near to us. Now you say, you say, wait a minute now, pastor, you've been preaching to us. You've been teaching us that God is incomprehensible because unlike us, he is everywhere. God is that spirit. Yes. So then you ask the question, or you should be asking the question, then how can God come in presence? Wasn't he already there? Where would he come from? So it is more an awareness of his presence than that he moved. He didn't move, you moved. <laughs> God, 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 help me. I said, he didn't move, God moved. Now, God's calendar, if you don't know this, you, 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 you need to get caught up because I don't have to go, uh, time to go back through the five straight years that I, I train people on this subject. 
the subject of the Moedim, the subject of the Feast of God. Some people call them the Feast of Israel. It has nothing to do with Feast of Israel. That God calls them my feasts. And it has nothing to do with the Old Covenant because the Apostle Paul said, these things are written that we should continue to observe the feasts. So it's not that part of it is under the law and part of it is under grace. It's all under grace. And they're all his feasts. Now think about a God like this. A God that is everywhere all at once. He is omniscient. He is all-knowing. He is omnipotent. He is all-powerful. And you are not. That's how you know you're not God. And he's all-knowing and you're not. That's how you know that he is God. That's how you know you are a reflection of God. And when he reflects out of three dimensions, that shadow is cast in how many dimensions? Oh, wow. It's cast in two dimensions and an entire dimension is left out. So God then we know is at least how many dimensions? Four dimensions because you are made in his image or as a reflection of God. But thank God for that reflection. Thank God for so much creative capability of God left over from your foreparents in the pristine garden of, of elegant Eden all the way back at the very beginning when God created you in his image that there's still enough creative capability in you that through him nothing shall be impossible. Say, I've got the life of God in me right now. It's like fire, shut up in my bones. I don't go where I want to, I go where he directs me to go because I've caught the wind. I need somebody to say I'm adjusting my sails so I can catch the wind. What was, what was, uh, what was Miss Michelle and, and the worship, what were they doing tonight? They were, they were trying the winds. They're coming from four directions and you cannot see the wind, neither can you see God, but you can see the effects of God. In fact, God so wants to possess every single one of us by his spirit through Christ that it is impossible for us not to reflect, not as the sun, but as the moon, the glory of God to those that are around us, the epistle of Paul says, so that the unbeliever would have no excuse but to declare God exists simply because they saw you. What am I talking about? I'm talking about the effect that his wind, his breath has upon you. Say, I'm not normal. I'm not, I'm not human. I'm abnormal. I'm superhuman. You don't believe that or you'd say it differently. Say, I'm not normal. I'm abnormal. Say, I'm not human. 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 I
I'm superhuman. Say it again. Say it again. Say it again. Say it again. Now lift your hands and confess it before Elohim. Because you breathed on me. I have been breathed upon. I am not normal. I am abnormal. I am not natural. I am supernatural. I am not human. I am beyond human. Well, bless him a little bit for it. Come on. Hmm. All right. So then, 800 times in your Bible, God says he will draw closer to you because of times and seasons. Times and seasons. Now, he says that in a vernacular that you can understand it because you have things in a mirror. So when God's presence comes, that's the way we say it. But in reality, it's not his presence that came. His presence was already there. It's that we moved into it, out of the natural, into the supernatural, which does not come and go, but is there consistently. Don't say, well, I worshiped and I brought the presence of God. Say, we moved into the presence of God. We moved to a deeper place. We found ourselves in a higher place. We found ourselves in more manifestation of his tangible presence because he said to us, seek my face. See, you can't even worship unless he commands it. Say this, you ought to get used to it. Say the divine prerogative is God's, not mine. Folks say, David said, I'll seek the face of the Lord. Well, that's not what David said. David said, you said to me, seek my face. And I responded, thy face, O God, will I seek. Ah. So it's more about his, re his response to our obedience. I will bless the Lord. When? When the, when the music's just right? So I, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. And where your praise is, you move in. I preached along this line. My dear friend Clint Brown wrote a little song he sold about 
three million copies of, called Zion is calling me to a higher place of praise, to stand upon the mountain and magnify his name, to tell all the people reflection and every nation what, that he reigns because I am a reflection. I am a moon, not a sun, S-U-N, I'm a moon. I'm made to reflect him because he's everywhere. I'm just a mirror. Do you understand? Now then, what a God when you think about this. God, you know, preachers walk around all the time. They, they got a diamond bezeled something other. It's not diamonds at all. It's genuine cubic zirconia, you know, or some such thing. They got, you know, it's about that big. They, got, they, they want to make a big deal out of that watch, you know? But you should see God's watch. Just walk outside tonight. It's all moving. Ah, like the intricacies of a Swiss timepiece. He manufactured it so. He made it so. He created it so. Not for him. He does not exist in time. If he did, he'd get old. Stuff would go south. Don't look at your wife. God, God does not get old. He's a spirit. He will not die because some preacher, some some college professor sitting behind his desk with a pipe with a wreath encircling his balding head, staring over the brim of his glasses, declared, God is dead. He will not die because of backslidden preachers and backslidden pews. He's still God. He had to destroy the whole business once, and he was still God. So, uh, it's a staggering thing to me, now it may not be to you, that God, who was invisible, decided, because we were a wreck, oh, look at you. You had too much errant teaching that tells you, we should never say we're sinners saved by grace. Well, we ought to deny the Bible then. That book still says, and the book is right and they are wrong. Let no man think of himself more highly than he ought. Let me remind you of this. The servant is not, has never been, will never be above his master. You are not a little God. Oh. Go ahead, preacher, kill another cow. 
Dear Lord, y'all showed up on a preacher killing. That's what, you like that, Pastor Tim? That, that's what happened when they called out the prophets of Baal. Yeah. Prophet of God said they're about to be a preacher killing. Amen. Killed every one of them. They're going to start dropping like flies again. I can tell you that. I can tell you that. God will not always strive with men. You say, well, how can somebody be a homosexual and preach like that? Why'd you get quiet? You know? Why'd you get quiet? Because the Spirit of God will not always strive with men. Why can people be committing adultery and get up and sing to 5,000, 10,000 people and they all crying? Well, first of all, if they're crying his word, if they're singing his word, they're crying about him, not about you. It's good, and It's a rabbit trail, but it's worth chasing. Huh? Right? That's the stupidest kind of statement. God said, sometimes I think people get up and take dumb pills. I'm getting entirely too, too much common sense. Dear God. Well, of course they can still do that. Gifts and callings are without repentance. But you better be careful because you're not supposed to be receiving from the gift. You're supposed to be receiving from the giver. And if the gift has a demon spirit, it'll get all over you too, and you'll start liking little boys. Is that right? I had an organ player one. Boy, he could preach, Wendell. I mean, he could, he could preach. Shuck the corn. Huh? Get everybody shouting. Living like the devil, and, and outwardly nobody knew it. I went on a trip to Israel, and I came back, and Elder Canfield can tell you true, when we came back in that small church, maybe six, seven hundred people at that time, three different couples, the woman had committed adultery while we were gone for 10 days. Why? Well, that spirit got on them. You're not listening. Like running around every meeting in the world. Oh, that went over big. Learn to try the spirits. Gain some discernment. Test the wind. Adjust your sails. Are you with me? How'd I get on that? Huh? What? How you? Oh, so, yeah, I would say. Now, what? 
Zion is calling us to a higher place of praise. Stand upon the mountain, magnify his name. So that's what I'm talking about. To tell all the people in every nation that he reigns. Zion is calling me to a higher place of praise. So when you, when you are moving into God, you know, I don't want to get all legalistic with you. We can say the presence of God was surely there tonight. That's okay because we understand it in the vernacular. We're not making a theological statement at that point. But the God that I'm preaching to you, how many of you have found out, is way bigger than we've understood. I, I, I'm telling you, if, I, if you're not getting a new appreciation for how great is our God, so then God, so he does not exist in time. He does not exist in space. So then this God creates a world for us. Now, I'd like to take you through the creation story, but I don't have time to do it tonight. But I will be taking you through it, okay? Because you need to understand where dinosaurs came from. I'd like to just walk around tonight and just put a microphone in front of everybody and have you answer that question. At some point, you're going to have to give an answer concerning your faith. And so that's what I've been sharing with you. But I don't have time to get into that except to tell you that when God created, watch this, the heavens and the earth. When he created the heavens and the earth, he created the universe. Inside the universe, a solar system, a galaxy, the Milky Way galaxy. And somehow or another, in the Milky Way galaxy, there are a there is a place of nine planets, because I like Pluto. I claim Pluto as a planet. If you don't know what I'm talking about, it doesn't make a bit of difference. So, so he set that all in motion, didn't he? Why did he do that? Why did, he did that because he created you in time and space. Did you not know that? Time was not created for him. Now this just blows me away. That then God would so order the planetary system so that we would have night and day. God does not have night and day. God exists in light. In him, there is no darkness at all. The darkness was made for you to rest, not God. This image that 
on six days. First of all, what's a day? I don't know. Your Bible says a thousand years a day. So how many days were creation? Six. How long were they? We'll get back to it. It's important. It's important. I mean, I'll be real honest with you. A lot of the stuff I've been sharing with y'all, I learned in Sunday school. That's the difference in generations. And that's why here we're going back to basics. Yeah. We're not going to raise up spiritual derelicts. All right, say, I can learn. Be seated. And you learn. You learn physically. Isn't that the way your baby learned not to touch hot things? You learn with your mind, but you also can learn with your spirit. Oh, God Almighty. So, this is what just, just blows me away. So God, who is invisible, decided to create you visible. And then because he did, he decided to reveal himself by his son in the physical. But the problem with the incarnation is what? That men judge by what they see. So if all we have is Jesus in the middle of the Trinity with no God the Father on one side and no Holy Spirit on the other side, which let me remind you are both invisible. So he condescended. He became something he was not. So that you, he got out of however many, many dimensions he is into three dimensions. But he says to you tonight, don't make the mistake that they made in religion when I walked among men as a man, because I am not a man. Now wait, it gets better. It gets better. Are you okay? Okay, so watch this now. So not only did the invisible God become visible for a period of time, 33 and a half years, that's it. You with me? Because if he wanted us to focus on the physical man, the reason he had to be a man is because a man surrendered righteousness by an act of disobedience. So when Jesus is on that cross, your Bible said in the book of Psalms, God the Father had to turn his back on him and walk away. Because if he kept looking at him, he could not die. He is light. And that light is the life of men. 
A man surrendered it. So God said, as Jesus pleaded with him in the garden, now he didn't plead not to die. Are you, you look like you're bored. I said, he, he didn't beg not to die in that garden. He cried and wept until his sweat became drops of blood because he was fearful. You say Jesus was fearful. Have you been? Then he was. In fact, your Bible said he was fearful unto death. Scared enough to die. That's how frightened he was. Not that he was going to die. Not that he had to go to the cross. But rather that he would succumb physically and die before he got to the cross. I wish you'd read my books. That's all in the book, The Cross, One Man, One Tree, One Friday. You find out a lot of stuff. Now, in all that, an invisible God becomes visible so that you could relate to him, understand? And so that he could redeem, pay the sacrificial price, right? To buy back by paying the sacrificial price, a man had to pay the price because a man lost it. And if God had gotten it back, then we'd have nothing but a murdered sacrifice. See, I'm, I'm slipping things in on you. You don't even realize it. One of the number one heresies in the modern emerging church yeah, that you're also mesmerized by I'm trying. I'm just going from peak to peak here. <laughs> like a heart leaping from mountaintop to mountaintop. It's amazing the things people buy. It's amazing how gullible we are. One of the major fallacies is that the blood was not necessary at all. They don't believe in the blood. You ever hear them plead it? You ever hear them preach it? They just talk about how you can get along better on earth. To hell with this place. That's where it's all going anyway. This ain't going to burn up with a fervent heat. And God's going to do what he originally did. going to recreate it. You didn't hear it. He bought us back by paying the sacrificial price. Did he not? I said, did he? All right. Now, this God who became, 
it, it's really crude, but who became a man, okay? Who became a man to reveal himself to us and to purchase our salvation. Who made the heavens and the earth for us to dwell in. Did he not? You know of any life anywhere else? Could you exist anywhere else? If the earth was 150 miles closer to the sun, none of us would be here. If it was 150 miles further away from the sun, none of us would be here. He made us for this planet. Just like he sent his son for a while. For a little while. Because you are not just an earth suit. You are a spirit and you will never die. Any more than Jesus 33 and a half years on this earth was all of God there is, your lifetime is not all of you there is. So why do you care so much about this? The only reason I want to hang around here is win souls. My children are raised. I got enough they can be taken care of. And I'm just as ready to go as I can be. I've been delivered from the fear of death. Why are you so afraid to die? Glory to God. Okay, I got to hurry. No. Watch now. Watch now. So, y'all better show up Sunday morning and bring somebody with you. Because Sunday morning, we're going to celebrate my pastor's birthday, Elder Bill Canfield, whose birthday is today. But we're going to celebrate on Sunday. Amen. All right. So, God, sit down. So, so here, here we are. So God made this elaborate celestial timepiece for one reason, for you. He made the night for you to rest. Some of you millennials ought to try it. Come dragging in on Sunday morning, look like something the cats drug in the dogs wouldn't have. You're so tired. You 22 years old. You're so tired. Because you awake when you should be asleep and want to sleep when you should be awake. The day was made for work. Not TV. The day was made for work. Well, five days a week, Pastor. No. No, that's something y'all made up. That's something a man made up. God didn't make that up. God said six days. 
And then on the seventh rest, now he gave us an example of it, but it was not because he was tired, but rather that he created us in such a way that rest was necessary. Rest is necessary for reproduction. That's why in Israel, every seventh year, they had to leave the land alone. Don't plant, don't harvest. Let it rest. Woo! So you went, oh, oh, so, so what? I'm trying to get to this one point. Pastor Kyle's got two notebooks full already. So watch this. So God puts all of this in order. Can you imagine it? What a God. Here, you want to watch? That'll keep you on schedule. And then he went inside it. And he said, now I'm going to set an alarm. Because during these three times, every year, I want to party with you. I want to celebrate with you. I want to hang out with you. And God's not like normal people who can't go beyond one or two friends. You know people like that? They change their BFF on Facebook every third day. I'm not playing. You see them, and for three weeks' time, they look like they joined at the hip with somebody. And three weeks later, they're that way with somebody else. Don't be that way. That's what the Bible calls schisms, clicks. Don't be that way. So God sets all that up there. And he says, three times I'm going to set an alarm. Now when you hear the alarm go off, come a running. Seek me with your whole heart more than any other times of the year, especially the third one. He said, now y'all come on on Passover and we're going to celebrate what I did. Come on back at Pentecost and we'll celebrate something else I did. But come at Tabernacles and let's dance about what I'm just about to do. faster than the fleet of stuff ever struck a pavement or a wheel ever turned on an axle. The magnificent magnitude of his perfect person is sweeping out from north to south and east to west. If you're blood bought, you're coming out of here like a metal to like a metal to magnet. Alright, be seated. Now, this Moedim, this celebration, is called what? Okay. Yeah. 
So you can teach something and teach something and teach something and teach something. And you think they've got it. Tabernacles to dwell with. And God's word bears out that we can get closer to God than at any other time of the year if we're obedient. Now, there are seven feasts but there are three seasons. Tracking? So there are three seasons, seven feasts. So the feasts of Passover are three. Are you with me? There are three feasts, one season. Then you get to Pentecost. That's the middle of the of the. Uh, menorah, it's the middle, highest of all, stands alone. On one side is Passover, then Pentecost. Why? Because that's when God came back. And a man of God became a God in men. Then on the other side, another season, which itself has three feasts. So in all, you have seven feasts. Now, Passover was fulfilled historically when? There's Haiti again. She's out there on the back 40, but I heard her. Front row's silent. Passover in the spring of the year was fulfilled at Calvary. Passover, doorposts, lintel, blood applied, death angel passes over. Fifty days later, the Feast of Pentecost was fulfilled historically in time and space at the day of Pentecost. After the crucifixion, 50 days. Now the third feast, there's a huge separation between the first two, which both happen in the spring of the year, and the last one that happens in the fall of the year. Everything is prophetic, nothing is by accident. So what God is saying to us when he set his clock, he said these two are going to come pretty quick. But that it's going to be a long wait till the third one gets fulfilled historically. In fact, we're still waiting. Because that one will be fulfilled according to the word of God, beginning with the Feast of Tabernacles, at the first season, at the first feast, which is called what? Glory. Trumpets. 
I'm just going to sit down. Y'all go ahead and read it. Right? So think about it. Jesus is crucified, right? Bam! 50 days later, Pentecost. How long has it been? That large expanse of time. We're still waiting. And your Bible says we cannot know the day or the hour. I've preached it all my life. But if you were around here, about a year ago, I preached a message called, I know exactly when Jesus is coming. In an hour that you think not. Right? So I know when he's coming. I also know when he's coming because I know the season. I don't know the day. I don't know the hour. I don't know the year. I don't know the day of the week or the date on the calendar. But I do know the season. How many of you are getting something you've never heard before? Okay. Unbelievable. Okay. I just love to teach. So, look at that. Passover, Pentecost, Tabernacles, trumpets, right? Trumpets. Can anybody think of another place where trumpets are mentioned? You have one of these emojis. Does anybody know? Okay. Jericho, they did blow trumpets, but it was more a shout. It was actually a ruach. Say that, Pastor. The trump of God will sound. First Thessalonians chapter 4. I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep. For we shall not all sleep, but we shall be changed. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, blink, that fast. Changed. For we know that when he shall appear, we shall be made. It actually says we shall have been made like him. Spirit. That's why you can't take this earth suit with you. Woo! Because he's going to give you a new body. Now, if you go to hell, he's going to give you a new body. Your Bible says fit for destruction. So you can endure the pain and the wrath of God for all of eternity without being obliterated. But if you're going the other way, hey, here's a good, hey, here's a good soul winning too. Okay, Jay, the next time you're on an elevator, you're doing hospital visits, right? Next time you're on an elevator and there's just a couple people in there with you, just look at them and say, will your last trip be up or down? It's a good one. I've won a lot of people to Jesus that way. Just hit that hold button. Accidentally bump into it. Woo. And they're like, Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Do you love the word? Do you love the word? Are you hungry for more of God? Not just to be entertained. Okay, so. You got trumpets, right? The trump of God shall sound. The dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up, right? Rapazzo, raptured. Say rapture. 
Do you believe in the rapture? Do you believe in the rapture? Well, over 70% of Pentecostal people no longer believe in the rapture. You ought to talk about your church. You ought to love your church. You ought to celebrate your church. You ought to thank God for your church where the truth is still taught. The trump of God signaling what? The rapture of the church. So isn't it interesting that when we're waiting on Jesus, the feast is the feast of trumpets. And they took out 100 shofars, trumpets. And on the blast of the trumpet, it was Rosh Hashanah. That happened last Sunday. Rosh Hashanah on God's celestial calendar. God said the beginning of the new year is not January 1st. January 1st is the beginning of the new year on the Gregorian calendar, not on God's celestial calendar. I have three books on this. Maybe you want to read one. Rosh Hashanah, the beginning of a new year. Do you know what that means? God wants to wipe your slate clean. God wants to give you a mulligan. God wants to give you a do-over. If you messed it up and you want God to straighten it up, shout now. So isn't it apropos that God said, these are the times I will allow you to draw closer to me than ever before. Because you coming up and he's coming down. But don't have time to go through it. Study it tonight when you get home or online. Joel chapter 2. Don't go there. I said don't do it now. Obey me. Because <laughs> we can't get into that. If Jesus does not come in the rapture this year, which he very well could, no prophecy is yet to be fulfilled for the rapture. There are prophecies that need to be fulfilled before the second coming. Those are two different events separated by seven years. If you don't know about that, get my series, Debunking the Myth, Revelation, where we go verse by verse through the book of Revelation. It's not the book of confusion. It's the book of Revelation. Hallelujah. So he says, if Jesus doesn't come this year, every believer who is being obedient to keep the feast will receive a double portion blessing in seven different areas of your life, all prescribed in Joel chapter two. Study it. I want every one of them. Now, immediately following Rosh Hashanah, which is 
a 24-hour period, right? Sun down, sun up the next day. Right? Well, I'm, well, I'm asking you. You just said you didn't know. Anyway, anyway, begins a 10-day period. God said it is his alarm. One time a year, only time in your Bible, one time a year, every year, beginning on Rosh Hashanah and continuing for 10 days until Yom Kippur. Go ahead and write down what Yom Kippur is. It's the day of atonement, at one minute. The day we celebrate that Jesus Christ removed all of our sin. Whew. That's when we celebrate it. But here's how he leads into it. He said, now I want you to come into my presence, but during the 10 days of all, come like Michelle and the team led us tonight. Come examining yourself. Now we're told to examine ourselves when we receive Holy Communion. So some of us get examined more than others. I get examined every morning. I receive Holy Communion every morning of my life. If you're not receiving it during the 10 days of all, which I'm speaking about now, you should. Get up 30 minutes early, get yourself a cracker and some grape juice. Go somewhere and get alone with God before you go out and face people. Because now you'll be a wampus cat during the days of all. Some people are like, why are they so grouchy? Oh, they having to look at themselves. Joni went away for 10 days once, fasted and prayed for 10 days alone, asking God, show me yourself. She came back home and I said, how did it go? I said, all he did was show me. She said, all he did was show me me. You examine your motives. You examine your purpose. You examine your deeds. You examine your attitudes. Not examine somebody else's, yours. God said, don't think about anybody else. That'll come after Yom Kippur, but not before, for 10 days. We are right now on what day? Third? Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. Yeah, it switches at sundown. So we're, we're moving through this week. That's why God has been moving on all of us just to worship. We just want to worship. We just want to get before him. I wish you could hear the words that Michelle was prophetically saying tonight. You can have it all. You can have my dreams. You can have everything. I don't want anything but you. I empty myself out. Take out of me everything this world put in me. 
put back in me everything that I've lost that is of you. I repent. I change my ways. I want nothing but you. I want your presence more than I want to get out early so I can watch the show I recorded. And God said, if you will, I will make myself manifest in your life more than at any other time during the year. This is his time. Blessed be his holy name. Amen. Hey, thanks for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed it, I want to invite you to tell someone in your life about the podcast. Hope you'll do it today. Head on over to iTunes and leave a review. Share it on your social networks for me. Really helps me get the word out. I'd love for you to connect with me on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram. No easier way for me to minister to you every day and throughout the day and for us to join together in faith as God moves in and through your life. You can find links to all my pages at rodparsley.com. God bless you now, and I hope you'll listen again soon.